podcast is J Train Jared Free coming live from the West Village of Manhattan. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you're listening, going, I've never told a friend. I've never, you know, shared this podcast. Well, I, you're taking advantage. I, I, listen, people, I, I, let me thank you. Let me pre-thank you. Tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. I have been seeing at my shows, and it's such a pleasure to me. And it's it's the comic I want to be. If you know, I see it in the in the, in the shows. It used to be, it'd be like a bunch of women, which I loved and I, I appreciated it and I understood it. Now it's and then it started being women and their boyfriends. Okay, they'll they'll mm-hmm. bring the boyfriend, which I which I also was like, I love this. Now I'm seeing families. I yes. think that is fantastic. It's quite a compliment. Thank you. You trust me to not be uh, to be enough, but relatable to both your parents. And when I say bring a mama, a papa, a sister, a brother, I mean that. And and also, it has directed a lot of like the material I'm doing right now. I'm talking a lot. I'm doing about twenty minutes on my parents and you know the the tries and tribs of you know taking a family vacation because i'm close with them i can't talk about anything i don't know i wrote down a quote the other day i don't know why i'm i'm getting old this is telling <laughs> me i'm old i'll bring on my guest because i'm very excited uh for her to be here uh first time on the show thank you so much hilarious comic sarah ross thank you for coming on thanks for having me and also we got to say quick shout out my friend caitlin okay she followed your advice that's exactly how i found you hold on Go. She followed my advice. Yes, she was like, she told a friend. She told me. Oh, she was. Okay. She's a huge fan of yours, and like you up pod and all of it. Thank you. She is fully on the J train, and she followed your advice. She told me, and that's how I like found your comedy. Reached out to you for the one show. Like right. how this all started. Well, that's funny because you walked in. I was like, nice to meet you. Like where we've met before, and like I run around like a chicken with his head cut off. And no, I appreciate it because I'm like, give it to me. Where did I meet? And then I've done your show. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, you have this moment of like, yes, I do. You know, like we run around like yeah. idiots. I'm, you know, uh, I apologize. <laughs> you know, this is, no need. But this is the New York City thing. You go from show to show to show, and you run in and out. And I, you and know, you know, you and you know me by my handle, not my name. That is a, that is a very me thing. Where if I know Same. your Instagram, I know. Oh, I know where this person got your and the, and Sarah's Instagram at Hots Ross. We want you all to go follow Sarah. Fantastic comic. You just how many years in are you? Couple like two, three years in. We're just going over this. There was like a weird break because of COVID, which I can't imagine would be. And I it really shows you want you like doing it. Yeah. To start, then have COVID happen, and you can't really. And months in start, not like I was established and like doing great shows. I was still it was still very much open mics, and I was like, if you can do that outside, like. On a on a rooftop or a sidewalk right. or something, but then you want to keep going. Like I was doing the good COVID shows, like and I so I can't imagine mm, yeah, doing the, the bad yes. COVID shows. Like mine was on yes. a rooftop and there were people there and they bought a ticket and I was like, oh, this is you know this is what we got to do. I can't imagine because going to an open mic where it's a bunch of comics who are like, yeah, just stand up in that field and we'll all sit around like we're doing. You know, yeah. a, a campfire, you yeah, know? it's an empty parking lot. We're going to make it work. It's DIY in many right. ways, but... It's amazing. So, well, I'm happy you're here. Um, that's so cool that your friend is a fan of the show. They, they, they got to be listening right now. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, Caitlin. Thank you for <laughs> telling a friend. This is this is how it happens. You might tell a friend who might end up being a guest on the show. Exactly. And so... I was looking for something. What Your quote. That? My quote. Then- right. This is, I'm an old man now. You're 27, young, fresh, hip, 
I'm old loser fucking asshole. <laughs> I, I just read this quote and it had me connected to what I'm trying to do on stage and in this show. In It's a Charlie Parker quote. Okay. Who is a saxophonist, I think. I, I'm, I'm sounding stupid right now trying to, like, if you don't live it, it won't come out your horn. And that's something for stand-up that's very applicable. Like, we, if you don't live it, it's not going to sound great when you try and say it. Yeah. And I'm talking about, like, you know, living, you know, being friends with my family, but also knowing they're my parents and I'm annoyed by them. And it's kind of cool to see people in the crowd with their parents yeah, you know, and I'm like talking about family vacations, which like isn't like is a little bit like stand up. We know you're everyone's telling their struggles and, you know, my my lot in life. Mm-hmm. Everything's horrible. And I'm like, I go on vacation with my family and they're paying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, and let me tell you, I have takes. Right. <laughs> and I have issues here. And it's like, to me, that's what stand is all about. Like, I, you know, you go on stage, you give your perspective, whatever. So it's very cool to me that people are coming with their parents. And thank you, thank you, thank you. So I don't know, when does this come out, Shelby? We're, we're getting ahead because I'm going to Europe. May 1st. So I am in Europe. I'm in Dublin uh, as we, as you listen right now. Have you is, performed there before? I performed in London. Um, <laughs> opening for Michelle Wolf. Michelle, before she taped her Netflix special, kind of did like, she's the best. There's no one better. Um, She did everywhere. Like, Michelle's like, you know, nobody, no one goes on stage more. Like, and and Mm. I could say enough nice things. But Michelle was like, uh, I I guess in London, they don't normally have openers. So like, Oh, okay. Right. They usually, I guess it's a, you come out and you can tell the audience is very, like, very polite. They'll give you the air to breathe in the room. You know, when I go up in Oklahoma City, where I just came from, what the fuck you say? You know, like, it's <laughs> yeah. like, okay, can I just do, you know, the, the, yeah. the same person would be like, comedy is about timing. And it's like, then let the timing <laughs> fucking happen. You know, so London and what we notice from the London comics, what I notice is that they're storytellers. They're, they, they'll, they'll wait. You know, their punchlines may come a little bit later than and you can feel that because the audience yeah. is like, let me hear the tale. Let me hear. And that Edinburgh at the Fringe Festival, like people do their one person shows there because mm-hmm. it does feel to apply to the style of what's going on there. So yeah. I, I, so Michelle's like, they don't usually have openers, so they might not know what the fuck you're doing there. So okay. I, I would go on stage and it was definitely um, interesting. <laughs> like I was just such an American idiot. I was like, do you guys have mosquitoes here? Like I Stop. asked that question. So yeah, so I have before... <laughs> If you're listening now in the Dublin area, I have shows, and I'm also coming to Belfast, London. We added a fourth show. You get to hear my stupid American takes. Um, I'm also coming to um, London, Copenhagen, Amsterdam, Berlin, Oslo. I've said these dates so many times on this podcast that I hope you're not annoyed. Chicago, Philadelphia, Boston, New York, D.C., Kansas City, Nashville, Lexington, Kentucky, Charlotte, North Carolina. So JaredFree.com for tickies, JaredFree.com for tickies. Um, Sarah Ross, you have a fantastic show that's in New York City. Thank you, thank you. It's called Stand Up, Sit Down. Explain the concept here. Yeah, so Stand Up, Sit Down. It's um, it's a comedy show Yeah. where I have stand-ups come on, perform their set. 
Then I join them on stage for a conversation. What's the, like, what were you, are you hearing something in someone's set? Like, I would talk about my family on vacation. Would you be like, yeah. where did you go? Like, if, is that kind of how the conversation starts? Yeah, so I try to do both. I mean, I leave a lot of room for the riffing of, like, whatever you talk about on stage, I want to be able to, like, bounce on. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, trying to explain it as, like, a somewhere between, like, late night talk show interview and, like, green room banter with comics. Love it. Like, somewhere in there. Some of it's prepared. We've done, like, the last show I did, we played, like, like a game with someone on stage. Like there's a few things like that, but I try to do some prep and and just, like come up with questions. But uh, yeah, a lot of it is riffing on what they see, just did. I love this because you'd say here, and it's also a club coming. Yeah. Which is Alan Cummings showroom. Yeah. And it's a 50 person room. So like, here's the thing. So many people, what do I do in New York? What do I do in New York? I do the same thing. I do this. And this is my pitch for a lot of people's shows that are like, this is East Village. Yeah. This is, you're in New York City. You're doing something cool. So you got to follow Sarah Ross at Hots Ross because I want you to go to the show and go, I did a cool thing in Manhattan. Like, yes. what, you know, like so many times, like if you're doing the same thing in New York that you would do in fucking Atlanta or, you know, Boston or in yeah. Atlanta, these are major cities, but you don't, there's nothing like New York. You're not going to find these popping up everywhere you're not gonna get to see a cool show in yes. a small intimate venue it's downtown manhattan i mean it's like quintessentially cool if you're doing something down there seeing live performance like right in new york that's exactly what you want to come for absolutely because i i can tell like i did your show at um the red room yeah that's a room where everyone there feels like they're doing something yeah and you can feel it you can go oh they're happy they're doing something different it's not the same yeah, I went home and, you know, had a glass of wine and watched Bravo. Like, those nights are good, too. This is New York City. What night of the week do you usually do it on? Um, typically on Wednesdays. Wednesdays. So if you, like, came in for the weekend and you're like, let's go a day early. Let's go to the Sarah Ross show. Like, I, I, I get yeah. excited to talk about these things because it's just like, I am a basic bitch. So, like, <laughs> yes, yeah. I am the person that wishes they had done something different, but they like doing the same thing all the time. Yeah. And I like safety. I like knowing what I'm getting into. Mm. And the things that you, the most special things are the ones that you don't know what you're getting into. Yeah. Let me be the handhold you need to get you to Sarah Ross's show. I would love it. And I like that the time we have on stage with the performer afterwards too, I really believe this is like podcasting TikToks, all of it about being authentic. It's like right. the more you understand something, the more you appreciate it. Like you just... I think it like really lends it so itself to like um if you don't know who the performer is. Right. Like if it's a new comic, you've never seen them go up, then not only get to the set, but you also get to hear their like how they actually sound. You get to hear the wit because right. it's like in real time we're like having a, a conversation. And to go back to like starting comedy, some of the comics are up there and they don't know how they sound yet. So yeah. like you probably free up a comic to go, Oh, I should talk just in the same way I'm talking about talking about my family. Like I wish I had known to do that. Five years ago, more. You know, like I wish I was in, I wish the bits that were bombing about my parents, I worked on a little bit longer because, mm-hmm. you know, it takes kind of time to go, you know what? I like talking about that. I don't care what the immediate reaction is. I'll get to the one I want. Yeah. You know, and that's a fun part about that show. So we want everyone to go follow Sarah Ross at Hots Ross I, on Instagram. I also, you're a travel nurse or you're a nurse who has done travel nurse work. Yeah. I did travel nursing in the pandemic and then in, the end of 2021 i started the job i'm at and i've been there since well so it, it's funny because you you um i said to you before we start we have so many travel nurses that like write in and like podcasts yeah 
And I was thinking about it. I, I guess it's got to be hard to date. So that makes sense that they would come mm-hmm. into a dating podcast world. And also it's got a lot of, you probably got like some lonely time on the you know, on yeah. the road as a traveler. You're in a new town for an extended period of time. And like, especially during the pandemic, the typical things you would do, like you couldn't do them anymore. Like right. the typical things you would do to go meet friends or like meet new people, you couldn't necessarily do them like feels like a million years ago but like when you couldn't go inside of a restaurant like yeah. it was all outside or like yeah. you know or you, you couldn't sit at the bar rub elbows with someone hey could, where are you from what are you guys doing a group yeah. of ladies at the bar oh you, they look around my age you couldn't really pick up those no you couldn't you couldn't even just order a drink certain places they were like oh you also have to order a food item and like the right. rules were a little bit different everywhere you went so like it, for me like I travel nursed in Miami and in LA and like I remember my in Miami I was driving to work like just towards death like past a, a cheesecake factory full of people being right. like incredible like you guys have fun meet me like you know so it was just a little bit different everywhere you went right and if you're i also just really started to like having um kind of conversation in your ear like just right. background just noise well, people I, talking like that kind of thing of podcasting i mean that we say it on this podcast all the time put your brain on the shelf like yeah, let yeah. someone else take the wheel i don't want to deal with like the thought that comes in like did you do this today it's like no no no. let, let sarah and jared chit chat yeah and take over, take over you know the background Relax. noise so let's get to the emails you ready yes jtrainpodcast at gmail.com jtrainpodcast at gmail.com sarah ross at hots ross small city dating blues so you might be able to help Maybe yeah. they're in a small city dating, whatever. You've been in L.A., Miami, New York, not exactly a small like, town. You know, the classic teeny tiny. <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> Papa JT, all the feathers. You're like the big bro I never always, uh, I never knew I always needed. Here's the situation. I'm coming up on my 35th birthday. I've never felt better. I can confidently say that I'm fulfilled in all sp- aspects of life, but there's a deficiency in my dating life. I've taken the past year off from from after a bout of dating burnout, but I'm ready to put myself out there again. My issue is that I'm feeling stuck as the pickings are very slim within the dating app scene and in general in my small city. I re-downloaded Hinge and deleted it after about an hour. If I swipe, if swiping past the same old gang of townies wasn't bad enough, I was hit with "Hey stranger" from the man who told me he didn't think we had a future, and that was the last straw. Friends and family are not particularly enthusiastic about introducing me to anyone, and I'm not into long distance. I can't really, I can't really move. I just got a promotion and refinance my condo. I'm just not really meeting anyone. What am I to do, Sarah Ross? I love. This email, by the way, let me just start with this because this person is bringing up uh, the issues that a lot of people can relate to. Are you in a relationship? Are you seeing anyone? What's your deal? No, I'm single right now. Okay. I'm single and I feel like I'm kind of coming out of a burnout phase as well. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just kind of getting back out there a little bit. Okay. How have you gotten back out there? Um, So... For me, I was out with like a big group of people and um, we were waiting on a like a table at a restaurant. So we went to like another bar around the corner and Mm. one of the people I was with was like, oh, I'm going to text so and so there around the corner. They met Mm -hmm. up and I met that guy and I was like, oh my gosh, we had like a flirty little banter. Like we just had like a little moment and that's what we're all looking for. Like whether you're on the apps or whatever, like you just want that little connection that little that's the excitement and i was like okay it's as simple as this like mutual friend who i just hadn't met yet now right that is so that's a little easier said than done in this situation 
I mean, it I, is it is tough to feel like you are, quote unquote, out of options. But right. Here's what I'll say to this person. And I love everything you just said. Because what you just said li- lived in the land of positivity. I'm out with friends. We're waiting for a restaurant uh, to sit down. Like, those are like, those are... Those are like undercover positive things you just said. Yeah, you're, you're out. You're with friends. Great. Not once in that did you say none of my friends help too. This person's in the land of negativity. So many. I was going to say that too. You have really checked. You've looked at every possible good option and said, nope, can't be that. Can't be that. Can't right. be that. Some people just like living there because they're right. You, yeah. you know what? Mm. And, and Shelby, we're going to make this the video. Let me let me start with. Because <laughs> I can already say, hey, like, you know, you're dating, your city sucks for dating. You're right. All your friends don't want to help you find a new person. You're right. They got better things to do. You're right. You're right. Are you happy now? Are you? Now, what are you going to do about it? This person's sitting in the rain saying, I'm so wet. Yeah. Get an umbrella, bitch. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, literally, it's like, it's always been hard. None of it's ever been particularly easy, but the attitude you have about it, like, will change so much. And also... That's why your friends don't want to set up Negative Nancy. Yeah. I'm not setting up the person that goes, oh, you downloaded the app for an hour and you deleted it? I don't want to hear from you. If I'm your friend in a relationship and you said I downloaded it after an hour, yeah, you're right. The guy who messaged you, hey, stranger, who didn't want a long-term relationship, yeah, he still doesn't want a long-term relationship. And he's Mm. saying, hey, stranger, because, hey, you liked my naked body before. Maybe you'll like it again. And now you know I don't want a long-term relationship. So I've told you what I'm looking for. You should be thankful. (laughs) You should be looking at that guy. Thank you. I know exactly what you want. I won't go down that road. It's it's not what I want next. Right. Exactly. That's the thing. This person, your attitude sucks. And I'm, not, and I'm not saying, I've agreed with everything you said. Yeah. Uh, listen, small t- my town's small. Well, name me a town where all these people are talking about how great the dating scene is. Oh, yeah. That's like... Zero. zero no. <laughs> no, you can't find one. I have like a joke I use in every city and I go, who's happy with your dating track record? I hold the mic out knowing nobody is right. going to clap. Like, not to break the fourth wall, but I'm like, right. every town, like every single place. Everywhere sucks for dating yeah. if you suck. I'm sorry to say it. I'm, yeah. I, I don't think you suck. I think you suck right now. I don't. I think you have the. Everyone has retribution. Everyone can be in a sucky mood. Like, yeah. listen, I. I used to live with my younger brother. I would tell him like, "Hey, I got this joke idea," and if he was in a bad mood, he'd be like, oh, "Fuck it." I'd be like, "Oh, this is not the right place for this." Yeah. Same with dating you. Like, I, 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 I everything you're saying, like, you got to leave the. You got to. How about this? How about you redo your profile? How about you write a new uh, thing? And and how about you understand that that dating app is a piece of the pie? So true. It's not so the whole true. thing. There's there's a few things happening here too with this kind of attitude. Like I just have to imagine you're also not the person who feels approachable at the bar. Right. I have right. to imagine with this kind of attitude, you're not the one who's like open body language or this and that. You sound pretty like you kind of sound like your mind is made up at this point. This person needs to go out for dinner with their friends. That's what they need to do. Yeah. The, you know, friends and family are not particularly enthusiastic about you introducing me to anyone. No, 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 no. They don't want you. You're, they're your friends and family. They're, they don't want you to be their responsibility. They don't want your dating life to be your, their problem. Mm. Hey, how about we go out? There's a great new bar in the area. Let's go get drinks. You're out. Now you're out. Last night, I was at a bar. A guy comes up to me. He goes, and he's got an accent. He goes, hey, man, how are you? And I go, I'm good. How are you? And he goes, 
I just burped by accident. I respect I was, you for uh, not doing uh, the accent. Uh, no, I couldn't do the accent. I, I, <laughs> he was. <laughs> that was a horrible burping mo- moment. I, I'm sipping and talking at the same time. A lot of hot air out of me. And I didn't do the accent. <laughs> I think he was from, I don't know. He goes, hey, man, how are you? And I go, I'm good. How are you? He goes, um, I, I'm not hitting on you. I have a bunch of girlfriends over there. They're looking across the bar. They think you're cute. <gasps> Want to come over? What the fuck? Oh, my god! Holy shit. Wingman of the year. What? This guy. And you know what that is? And I looked over. It's just a bunch of blonde women. They were like, it was like a oasis. <laughs> and I'm like, and I go, it was insane. And you know what? I'm sitting there with my drink. And listen, I was the, the negative Nancy. I'm sitting there mm. alone, drink on the phone. I am not approachable. Mm. But this guy, whoever he is, likes his friends enough, is having fun with them. I'll be the... You know, the the tender that goes out from the cruise ship to pick people up. Yes. And that's what happens when you're out and you got a, fuck, uh, a few drinks in you. And mm-hmm. you got the, and the guy goes, oh, I'll go talk to him, whatever. And it's like, that's a guy who likes his friends. Who yes. likes hanging with his friends. And, and it has nothing to do with me. or It has to, everything to do with their relationship. Had a little bit to do with you. Listen, but... <laughs> I bring the... <laughs> Bring the fire to the I bar. Agree. That's also like the perfect amount of like fun. Okay, you've got a friend who's married. That's the perfect amount of fun for that friend to, to like go your, up. Yeah, right. to like go up to a guy and be like, hey, like, blah, 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 I thought we were cute. Like, that's they a, get the action. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they get like kind of that spice. But you're not being like, hey, would you mind going through your book and just looking, think about who would fit me, right. who would be right who for me. Who will love me? Yeah. Please bring me a husband. And it's up to you. I've put you on the spot now. Like, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. If you're at the bar, then there's no pressure on guy who has a girlfriend who goes, yeah, I'll go talk to that guy. What the fuck? And he's even, he's like, I think he's just like, oh, Liz, I'm not hitting on you. Like, he has <laughs> like no homo me. Like I was like, you're like all right. okay, we don't need that. <laughs> you know? like- Today's episode of the J Train Podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's easy to get so caught up in what other people need from you that you forget to take care of yourself. BetterHelp's online therapy gives you the time and space to focus on what you need. I love BetterHelp because it is the very easy toe into the water of therapy. You don't have to leave your house. You can do it on your time, your schedule. It's just a great way to get into the therapy game. Maybe you do more from here. Maybe you find someone that's close to you and you can go into an office and you like that environment better. But BetterHelp gives you a way to really try this out. BetterHelp's therapy is flexible, affordable, and completely online. Affordability is key here. You know, you're not paying the rent for the waiting room. You know, there's no waiting room. It's all online. No sterile doctor's offices here. Take care of your mental health from the comfort of your own home. If you need to change therapists, switch at any time, no extra charge. Give therapy a try so you can keep supporting the ones you love without leaving yourself behind. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash JTrain today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash JTrain, BetterHelp.com slash JTrain.
It's wedding season. Between buying gifts and making sure you're meeting the dress code, things can get pricey. With a custom-fitted suit from Indochino, you can look like a million bucks without draining your bank account. Customize every detail of your suit, shirt, dinner jacket, and more in a range of awesome colors. You know what this is great for? Maybe you're dating someone who's really not into fashion, who's not into trying things on, who's not into going to the store and getting something new. Now you do this with them and you walk through the website, which is fantastic, and you get to kind of pick it out together and it's going to be literally painted onto their body because it's going to fit perfectly because it's measured to all of their specifications. Every suit is made to your exact measurements. That's what I'm talking about. It's great. So you can create a suit that fits you and your style, customize the fabric, lapel shape, add a monogram, whatever you want. It actually makes you enjoy wearing the suit more. It makes you excited to get dressed up for the event when, one, you know it fits, Two, you know it's made especially for you. Indochino also offers tuxes starting at $579. That's pretty good for a tux. Why rent a tux uh, you know, when you can buy one and now you don't have to keep spending money? A rental, that's paid off in two two rentals. You you you're you're spending that much money. So check out Indochino's custom-fitted shirts and casual wear for an entire personalized wardrobe that'll take you from casual Friday right into wedding weekend. I love it. You can buy the whole weekend and have it fit perfectly. Again, when, when it fits well, you feel well. RSVP knowing you've got the perfect look all wedding season long from Indochino. Go to Indochino.com, use code JTRAIN to get 10, 10, 10, 10% off any purchase of $3.99 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code JTRAIN. JTRAIN podcast at gmail.com, JTRAIN podcast at gmail.com. Here with Sarah Ross, at Hots Ross. Go follow immediately, stand up, sit down. That's the show, at Club Cummings. Go, go, go. We want you to be involved with something cool. Are we responding to our friend the wrong way? Now, this is the... I love these two emails. Shelby, our, our producer mastermind of this show, gave us both sides of the of the coin. Oh. Because now we're getting an email from the friend of misery. Is you it, ready? Oh, yeah, let's hear Not it. the same person, but okay, they yeah, but could be. But let's hear it. Are we responding to our friend the wrong way? Hi, Jared and co. I'm a big fan. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, we're okay. Listen, this is a live show, and then I just picked up a lint ball off the ground. You can see how disgusting my apartment is. Okay. Jared and Co, I'm a big fan, have been listening for years. Subscribe to Patreon and all that jazz. Well, thank you. I have a Patreon if you want to get involved with that. Five bucks a month. Uh, two extra podcasts a week. Hell yeah. Um, if you're listening right now, I just talked about Oklahoma City and meeting Rebel Wilson and meeting uh, Jesse Metcalf. John Tucker Must okay, Die. Heck yeah. And Zach from The Bachelor. I met The Bachelor in one week. I met Rebel Wilson, Zach, The Bachelor, and Jesse Metcalf. And I went to Oklahoma City. I don't think anyone has that four pack. I don't think so either. In one week. So unless you, you unless you, if you subscribe for the Patreon. Right. You get to be a part of that. <laughs> so patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Um, so I talked about that and kind of what it was like to meet those people. And also I had some tough shows in Oklahoma City. So you can hear about that. So <clears throat> Over the last couple of years, uh, an issue has been building with one of my longtime friends that I'd love your perspective on. I'll call her Amy. Amy and I have been close friends for over ten years, and are part uh, and 
are part of a larger friend group, mixed genders, orientations, all ranging from 26 to 38 years old. We are 29 and 30. The bulk of us met in college, but we also have our significant others and some other friends we made along the way. Most, but not all, are in a long-term relationship. Many of the significant others have been around for seven plus years and are considered part of the core group. This sounds like a great group. I get it. Right. Yeah, I, this feels good. Adult friends were bringing people into the mix. You're right. significant others that they're getting along. Good to know. Back to Amy. She's a big wedding person and idolizes the whole process. Midway through college, she had her first and only boyfriend. They were together for several years and broke up sometime around 2018. After they broke up, she got on the apps, but for a variety of reasons, barely materialized any dates. Fast forward through the pandemic and a move to the city, she still has gone on only three dates. She has still only gone on dates with maybe five people. More, never more than three-ish dates, all despite the fact that she's smart, beautiful, funny, and has a lot going for her. The problem we now face is twofold, but I think one problem provides insight to the other. This is a great email. Okay. Also, I think this is great for the person who wrote in the first one to hear the other side. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. She has a laundry list of reasons why she won't even consider talking to someone. She complains about how guys ghost her on the apps, how she can never meet anyone nice, etc. But she always has a reason for why she can't do anything other than the apps. She said that she's afraid of meeting people in the wild and acted like I was crazy for saying we could go to bars to try and meet someone or she should make friends with people living in her building. For her, the tables have turned to where meeting someone in the bar is bad and embarrassing and finding someone on the apps is ideal because she can self-select guys based on her quote-unquote requirements. I, this tells the story so well. This email's so good, right? Like, I I understand what they're saying and, and honestly, like, I know this type of person. I'm this type of person. I'd rather meet someone online. I can look at the menu. I can make sure it's good before I go. Yes, and you can make sure that they agree before you approach them or vice versa. Right, and there's like little things in this email where she's where I can understand your, your, your friend has a problem. Like the idea that she's like, I'm getting ghosted on apps. Like when you call someone stop talking to you on the apps ghosting, ghosting. you're making your problems bigger than they actually are. Agreed, that doesn't count as ghosting to no. me. I, to you... To me, to most people, to most yeah, people, okay. and if you're calling it ghosting, you're signaling another issue you have, and that you kind of are bathing in the. I like. It's easier for people to go. You're right. It's horrible. It's horrible. Then for someone to go, that's not really it's kind ghosting. Of- they just uh, maybe they went on a date with someone else. Like you know, yeah. You wouldn't call someone coming up to you at a bar and be like, "Hey, what's your name?" Oh, I'm you know I'm Sarah. I'm Jared. Nice to meet you. What are you, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Houston. I'm, oh, I'm from Boston. Cool. Um, what are you doing tonight? I'm actually getting going. I got to go. Nice to meet you. Goodbye. You wouldn't call that ghosting. No, never. But that's what's happening on the app. Yes. And also, and so often, it's it's almost never to do with you. It's the person. They get sick right. of checking their own phone. Like, they, right. like, there's a million reasons that they're not responding to you, but ghosting is... Ghosting puts a... It, ma- it makes it so personal, too, and so, right. like... You know, mean it, as opposed yeah, to exactly guy got took a break. Yeah, you know, like, exactly. like the idea that every guy's like, well, enough with that bitch. You yeah, know, exactly. that's why he's not yes. talking to you. No. No, 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 no. Right. 
Two, she has started using our friend's relationship status as way of othering herself. She has told us on multiple occasions that she feels like an outcast or judge whenever she goes to hangouts, weddings, dinners, anything because she is does not have a boyfriend. While our close, close friends are all married, none of us are husband girls. We all have careers. We are invested in hobbies and friendships outside of our relationships and have plenty of friends uh, uh, friends only get togethers that is to say we don't talk excessively about our husbands she said that she, if she could have another single friend at get togethers that she didn't want to go that if she couldn't have a single friend at get, get togethers that she wouldn't want to go Oh Yeah, this person's a pain in the ass. We are now at the point where it feels like she's making her problem our fault. The first time she brought this up, my one friend and I reacted with anger and told her that no one judged her by her relationship status. We all socialize freely within our group and that if she's going to choose to isolate herself because of that, then she was being ridiculous. Since then, I have tried many times to go out uh, to get her out to get her to go out with me solo to branch out and meet other people. But she always has been quote unquote busy or even feigned sickness. The one time we got her to go out, we are now at the point where we are ignoring her commentary on her relationships, but it's incredibly frustrating. Several of us feel guilty slash uncomfortable talking about our partners or even other people's relationships around Amy for fear of sending her spiraling An acquaintance recently got engaged. And I think had to think twice about telling her about it. Hey, this is sad. Is yeah. there a better way to approach this? Do we keep trying to get Amy to step out of her comfort zone or leave her be? Do we ignore her commentary on our lives or do we draw a line and tell her to stop? I'm growing tired of walking on eggshells around her, but don't want to alienate her when I know she's struggling with her anxiety about her relationship status. I want to be a good friend to Amy, but don't want to minimize myself uh, because of others, people's relationships are seemingly a trigger for her. So what do you think? Yeah, man, Amy, you have such good friends. Like imagine a friend who's taking all of this time to right. like think through this and be so gentle towards you and your feelings right. and write in and try to get help. But Amy, girl, this is a you thing. The minute people start hiding information from you because they're scared it's going to set you off, like right. they can't tell you about an engagement, like... No, that's this is something you have to this person you have to take some ownership in like your your own response to it too though. Like if you're really getting that worked up by hearing about other people or like you can't exist right. in a space if you're the only one that's single imagine? there. Like Can that's you? that's really a you thing. You can't make other people change can you imagine hanging out with this person? <laughs> that sounds like a, <laughs> that's, that's exhausting. Yes, it's a ridiculous request. And Sometimes people write in here and like, I'm like, this is a professional issue. Like I'm not a therapist and I know we're dealing with the friends. So like, that's why they write in here. But like this person needs therapy, needs a professional licensed therapist because it is all like, it kind of like, even the email kind of like, you know, like there's, when she says Amy, um, when she says that Amy is a big wedding person, like the way she idolizes weddings. Yeah. That's kind of like tells me everything. Mm-hmm. So she idolizes the weddings. So she doesn't try because if any relationship ends, it's a failure. So yeah. she's like, to me, and I'm not, I don't have a fucking license in anything. I'm just saying when you, when you open the email, they're like, she, she says, you idolize. Yeah, it says that. And I, there's some balance here. I mean, I grew up in Texas. Of course, mm-hmm. I always grew up thinking I was going to get married real young and mm-hmm. like, you know, things move a little faster there. But this a is a big her- wedding person and idolizes the whole process. Like, yeah, that is your person. Like, this is the friend saying this is the one thing I think of when I think I am. Yeah. So it makes total sense that she's going on not a lot of dates, that she's being very 
you know, tiptoey around those things because she doesn't want to fail at those things that she has made into a bigger thing than maybe most people have. And that, so what do the friends do? Like, I think what they, you know, and it kind of goes back to like the miserable person where you go, you're right. I can't disagree with you. Dating sucks. It's hard. Mm -hmm. Um, People are ghosting me on the app. So, okay, you know, they're never going to disagree with you because it's more comfortable to not. To me, if I'm their friend, I would go, I would literally go to the, the the thing that they're avoiding saying. You need therapy. Yeah. You have a you have a problem that isn't just dating. You need to seek professional help, and that's hard to say to a friend. Like I don't yeah. know how you say that because this the friend who wrote in is asking, "What can I do?" And if it were really an issue of like your friends date, like they've already kind of done everything. They they say, "We oh we um." We go. We have lives outside of this. We don't just talk about our husbands. We right. take her to these things. We have, like, you know, they've they've, they've done more, a, they've done more than enough. They've put more energy into their friends' dating life than they, maybe they've put into their own. Yeah, and that's like crazy. And that's I'm using the word crazy because this person needs, and I don't mean it mean. I, they they just need to go. Like their problem isn't the dating world. The problem is them. The and I would say to them like, hey. And I would stop every conversation that comes up with dating with them to be like, hey, maybe you go have dinner with them and go, I mean, I would never do this. I, I, I would never go, hey, you need professional help. Yeah, we, I, but my- <laughs> I'd back away from the friend. I would, I, and they go, they don't want to isolate them. But like, there's a point where you have to bat, you go, I've given my advice. I'm, I'm not even touching the subject with you. Are you, are you any good at like, um, if a conversation keeps coming up, like a friend who like, this is a big one for girls. Like every time you're around, they're always like, uh, complaining about their weight or something that they right. don't like about themselves and at some point you have to go hey I just can't even talk about that anymore I always do this on you know I get DMs from people who listen they ask for advice and in the past I've given it and now I direct them to Patreon because I'm just like I don't have the time I can't do this Yeah. but what had happened in the past is they keep coming back with the same question you answer them and be like I think this guy just wants to have sex and doesn't want to date you Mm. Or something like that. And then they would go, well, how about... And they try to come back with the same question from a different angle. Yeah. And I would always say, I've given my advice. And instead of, I can't do this, because I can do this. I did it. Yeah. I've given my advice. I think this person, I've given my advice. You should talk to a counselor because it sounds like you don't... You, it sounds like you have a real issue with this world that is hard. But- I'm not saying it's not, but... We're all getting through it. Yeah, because she's also like, oh, I can't meet somebody at a bar and I can't meet somebody in my apartment right. complex. It has to be on the apps and like, it's... Right. Like, yeah, that needs... Podcast hmm. at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Sarah Ross. At Hots Ross. Go follow, go follow. Thruples and trivia problems. Okay. Jared, Shelby, an esteemed guest. Feather, feather. I saw both your shows and uh, both your DC shows. Thank you. And you're live taping. Oh, my God. Thank you. You kicked ass. I can't wait to hear your new material. Well, we're working on it. Um, I am seeking your advice for a delicate situation involving my trivia team. Have you ever seen the show with Nathan Fiedler? Fielder? Fiedler? Fielder? 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 I'm a huge fan of Nathan for you. You ever see that show? No, but I've not, I haven't seen the show. Okay. I know what Na- it is, but... Nathan for you, he goes into these businesses and gives them wacky ways to fix them. Yeah. Some of them end up being like fun ideas that actually kind of work. I, I get it. He did this thing. What was it called? The Rehearsal. I 
wasn't familiar that some people take trivia night very seriously. Like, just like we have our scene of stand-up, there's a trivia thing that some people are like, oh. I got my team, we're very into it, we do this every week. I'm Nathan Fielder, he went and the opening episode is him meeting with a guy who has an issue with someone in his trivia team. And so they create a rehearsal of how to go through his issue with the person who he's dealing with. Okay. So they rehearse like all the outcomes of like, hey, I need, so, but the main reason I bring this up is you realize how important trivia night is to some people. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize that. In my mind, it's no like idea. karaoke. It's like, oh, we might go do that randomly one night. Right. No, some people no, have no. a team. They show up there, and it's very much a world. Serious, mm-hmm. mm, like like when people have bands, they're like, "Well, they they're in our band now. We're, we might kick them out of the band." Right. This <laughs> is a, yeah. this is a band, very much a band situation. <laughs> I'm seeking your advice for a delicate situation involving my trivia team. My boyfriend and I have played trivia regularly with a team for the past three years. So okay, it's a three, three year relationship. Years. Right. That's the band. So there's a host and two co-hosts who assist him. So. There's a host of the trivia night and two co-hosts. Yeah, like they have a mic and probably they're all... They have a mic and they run the show. Okay. Okay. So there's a host and two co-hosts who assist him. We have become friends with the host as well as one of the co-hosts. The other co-host is a frigid and unfriendly woman. This is relevant for later. Okay, frigid and unfriendly. What a way like to describe that. Right, right. The, the the principal from Kindergarten Cop. I can just see that, you know, face. Sometimes random people will join our team for a night or two. Lately, one guy has repeatedly joined our team. He's kind of socially awkward, but overall he's a nice guy. Our main issue is that he cheats on some of the questions. <gasps> hey. Multiple times we have been stumped by a question he will clearly not know the answer. He will either step away or even more blatantly look down at his phone for a few minutes and then magically come up with the answer and say something like he just remembered he heard it on the radio. If we ignore the suggestion, he will literally walk up to the person writing the answers and press them to use it. We feel uncomfortable because we are pretty competitive as a team and we don't like cheating to win. Yeah, that no, kind of ruins the whole yeah, night. Yeah, the sanctity of the whole thing. Right, like at that point, no one's going to play anymore if someone cheats. Yeah. Like, it also makes us resent when he approaches to join our team. And at this point, he just walks up and seats himself rather than asking to join. Oh, so mm. he knows he's comfy cozy he's with your with team. He's times. We don't like playing with him, but there is a big problem. He is married to the frigid, unfriendly co-host, and his good friends, we are pretty sure they are in a thruple, with the other co-host. This is incestuous. Okay, no wonder he feels so brave, blatantly cheating. We don't want to cause issues with our host or friend, but we really don't like his style of play. We appeal to you and your guests for advice. Thank you. This is a great email. Um, very mm. tough situation. So they're friends with the host and the co-host, and then the third host is the frigid woman, and then the frigid woman's boyfriend is the one who's cheating, and then they claim that they're one of the co-hosts might be in a throuple with the frigid woman and the guy. Yeah. Listen, I feel like I. Like, thruple aside, we don't want this guy on the team. Right. Because this is a team of honor, and we want to win fairly. Right. And, and no, it ruins the night. It ruins the night. And right. yeah, you, that's not what... You guys have been doing this for three years the fun way. It's not fun if somebody's just looking at their phone. And 
if he's claiming I'm not cheating, it's your word against his word. Yes. It's like, you're cheating. No, I'm not. Now what? And yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> Tell on him? Right. Tattletale to his girlfriend and other girlfriend or right. whatever? Or boyfriend. I don't know yeah. what the, <laughs> yeah, whatever. what's going on there. But like, I, 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 but you go, you, you know, like, I remember my grandmother, um, she, my grandmother came to one of my shows when I first started mm-hmm. and she brings, she used to bring nips. The, uh, the little airplane. Airplane bottle. Okay, yeah, that's a that's a New Englander phrase, I think. New Englander phrase. Nips in, in New England is for the small airplane vodkas. Yeah. She used to bring them around with her purse, and she'd pour her own drink. Okay. And I was at the club, <laughs> and I'm opening for Steve Sweeney, who's like a Boston legend. That's why I invited my grandmother, yes. like whatever. And uh, the owner of the club comes up to me and goes, Jared, we just saw your grandmother pouring her own no. drinks. Can you say something to her? And I'll never forget it. I went up to her. I go, Nana, they saw you pouring. You got to stop. And she goes, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, now I'm in a position where I have to go, Nana, um, they saw yeah. and she won't give in. And it's like, say uncle. Like, it's yeah, over. It's, we've, we've caught you. The jig is up. You, it's it's not a, uh, an unexpected. You're like, I've seen you do it before. Right. And I said to her, I go, I will buy your drinks for the rest of the night. Stop this. And yeah. she had to, she just wouldn't give in. And yeah. I just, and the, you know, for this guy, if he doesn't give in, there's not really the out I had is I'll buy the drinks. Let me take away yeah. whatever you're doing. But then they don't really have an out because it's like you go, well, I guess now you're just on our team. I the, the I guess. The, and then you go, we don't want him on our team. Why? Well, he cheats. You're, And he goes, no, I don't. And you go. Now you've broken up your space where you do this trivia night. At yeah. that point, the trivia night's over. Do you think that this is a thing where um, there's like a cap on how many people can be on your team? Like they need to. Right. Hey, we can't. I don't want a few weeks in a row. They need to come fully. Here's the thing: lies aren't helped by more lies. You just have to. That creates a new issue. It's like, sure. how do I? You know, if you go, hey, we can't have any more, and they go, well, yeah, you can. And then you go. Well, I guess I'm curious. Like they're they're on a team. They've been on this team for three years, and then he every now and again. Well, I don't want him going up. to a new team. Well, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, team. fair enough. Right. Yeah, we don't want him doing that either. <laughs> right. You start to fix your cat problem with a bobcat problem. Now we're going to fix the bobcat problem with a tiger problem. True. Right. Like, this yeah, is you like, wind up. Yeah, you're fucking yourself. I here's my solution to this issue. You said the tattletale thing. I always like, where's our soft spot? So they mention they're cool with the host and the co-host. Mm-hmm. The co-host who's a thruple with frigid Fran and cheaty Tom. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I go to my friend, the co-host, and I say, we saw the guy cheating. This guy cheats. We're sure of it. He looks at his phone. Even if he claims he doesn't, I mean... We just know he cheats. I want you to keep an eye on him. Yes. So now, if the co-host who's in charge catches him, now that's the co- That's the person who's in charge. We will not accept. So you need to publicly shame this person out of it. And they said he was pretty obvious about it. Right. So you say to the co-host, I want you to keep an eye. We he, Tell the co-host, the one you're friends you with. You just look out for it because we've right. been noticing it. Right. We've seen it happen. So keep an eye on him. And- if he's on our team, we want you to keep an eye on him. We don't like what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Okay? So you have that co-host keep an eye. Now the co-host who's in the throuple, like, you know, they got 
they they are probably feel more comfortable calling them out than most people would you do mm -hmm. then you keep an eye on them and they go are you looking at your phone and they'll public this you know you can't look at your phone yeah and they get to be the ones who you don't have to really say it they get to say it really right and like at the at the comedy cellar before they put your phone away and like um lock them away mm -hmm. they used to just have your phones and I, when I hosted and a special guest would come, if you had like, you know, who, who, Chris Rock, mm -hmm. you knew people just by nature, they go to tape, which is a human response in this day and age, whether you like that or not. Yeah. So I would go on stage and I would say, before I brought up Chris Rock or whoever the celebrity was, I would say, hey, everybody, uh, just remember, I just want to make an announcement. You can't bring out your phones. Are we cool? And then they go, Two people would clap and no one would be listening to me. And then I go, I just have to reiterate. If you pull out your phone, you will be kicked out. I go, I just want to hear you guys clap for that so that I've gotten that message across. Yes, it was a little awkward, but they clapped. Okay, I have signaled that I've heard phone out, kicked out. Yeah. Then I go, okay, every now and again, we got this very special guest at the cellar. Tonight's one of those nights. Give it up for Chris Rock. And then he would come on. <gasps> They'd forget what I said, but I put it into place. Mm -hmm. So I've set the expectation. So now ooh, they go crazy. And every single time someone would pull their phone out, yanked, kicked out. Yeah. They can't say I wasn't warned. No, you fucked up again. Very human. And we knew you would, which is we why we set it right. up top. So that's what they need to do. Yeah. The coast, you need to tell people, remind people they can't look at their phones. And if you see them looking at their phones, you'll be kicked out of the game. So you have to, so have the coast say that, set the expectation. Yes. Then they catch them. They keep an eye on them because you let them know, hey, this guy does this and it's getting annoying. And then they go, hey, you know, cheaty Tom, you're out. There you go. There it is. Or they have, or if you say it up top like that, then maybe Cheaty Tom makes the good choice that game right. and plays the fun way. Right. This is it's a setup. Yeah, it's a sting operation. <laughs> Got to set this ass all up. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. <clears throat> J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Sarah Ross at Hots Ross on Instagram. Go follow. Go follow. Go follow. Stand up. Sit down. That's the show. Go go go. Such a great time. I love these little New York opportunities. That's what it's called. A New York opportunity. JTrainPodcast.com. Too many reveals? Okay. Mm -hmm. Papa JT, all the feathers to you. Thank you for continuing to put out content on the brights. My work days, right now, some of my work days and commutes. Here's my situation. My boyfriend and I, both 32, have been together for a year and a half. We met on Hinge, started off long distance-ish, about an hour and a half apart. But I've since moved and now live about 10-minute drive away. Things have been really great and I'm really happy in our relationship. We've joked around vaguely about future plans but haven't had a serious discussion about it uh-oh okay when my lease is up later on this year i would like for us to find a new place together also i'd never really given much thought to the idea of getting married and having a family before i met him but i am now realizing those are things i want with him as well his stance on kids has fluctuated between i don't think i want kids and maybe i could have a kid uh-oh okay in the time that we've known each other, which has made me nervous to bring up the topic again. I want to talk to him about these things and figure out a plan for how we get there. And following your advice, was thinking of doing a quote-unquote reveal. Okay. So the reveal for anyone that's new to the show is I think the talk is stupid. 
Yeah. The talk is a lot of like, what do you want? What It's asking someone questions to the things that you're hoping they'll say. Yeah. The reveal is, in this person's scenario, hey, I see myself moving in with you in when this lease ends. How do you feel about that? Or just, or just yeah, how do you feel about that? And then they have to go, I don't know. And they'll put it away and yeah. now it's been said. Or they go, I don't want to move in when your lease ends. Or they said, that's how I feel too. If they say, I don't know, and they put it away, I have the belief that most people don't want to sleep next to someone who has revealed something that they don't feel they could live up to. And they'll break up with you. Mm, Yeah. So those are kind of the options. Yeah. So, wait, in this case, they haven't had that conversation yet. Well, they're planning on having the reveal. I want to have a talk about these things uh, and figure out a plan for how we get there, was thinking of doing the reveal of all of the above. But is it that an overwhelming number of wants and revelations about how I'm feeling? So I understand what they're saying. They're going, it's not just a move and it's do you want to have kids? It's, do you want to get married? It's a, you married, know, yeah. You, There's right? a few things, yeah. Um, is there another way to approach the topic? On the other hand, it doesn't make sense to only talk about moving in part for us to live together if our longer term plans don't align. Lastly, part of the reason I've been putting this off is because he's not as established in his career and I think would really need to step outside of his comfort zone to be ready for all this, especially financially. Maybe I'm overthinking this, but just based on past relationship situations, I don't want to come across as too demanding or overwhelming, but at the same time, don't want to settle and miss out on the future I'm looking for. I love this question. Me too. Very difficult. Sarah Ross, what do you think? Yeah, this is tough, but also you have to start talking about it. Right. Because at 32, if you if you know you want to have a baby. That's the thing you can't avoid. You can't, yeah. You can't avoid and, that you're 32. Like, and that it, sucks. I really, I hate that and I wish. And maybe even you're, and maybe the answer isn't that you're going to have a baby right away. Maybe mm-hmm. you are considering freezing eggs or doing this or that, but it has, you have to start talking about it. Right. And it's also like, what are we doing here? Yeah, you know, I, 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 you know, so much of the age conversation gets kind of like drudged up in like some sort of opinion on when you should or shouldn't. Yeah, what she wrote is very important here. And listen, it doesn't sound right to some, and they can go fuck themselves. You know, like to to be perfectly honest, like how this sounds has nothing to do with it's your life. Yeah, you wrote, um. I'd never really given as much thought to the idea of getting married and having a family before I met him. Okay. So this is you saying, I like you so much that I want to start discussing what a future with you would be like. This isn't her saying, you know, this is happening because she's so into this. And it's because she's enjoying it. And because she's like, oh, now I've liked this with you. I want this next phase of life to happen. That could happen at 25. That could happen at 35. That could happen at 45. And so, you know, that's where the, like, you know, we don't want to tell someone, well, the baby clock. I'm sorry. No, 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 don't apologize. I think it's a, what you said is perfect because it's like, there's always someone like, we don't have to, you know, you, and then you're like, you go, well, fuck you. This is this person. I feel this way. You can't tell someone how to feel. You're, you're there. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, and, and she says, well, he's not established in his career. Yeah. I think what she fears is, is like, these are all the latches he can pull to get out of this. Mm. Right? He can say, yeah, before career he- not ready. You know, and, you know, that's the kind of the, that's where the age thing comes in again, because the guy could do his whole life. You know, the, you know, <laughs> I, I make the joke online. 
you know, you're a 98 year old man, not ready for a relationship. Yes. <laughs> but one thing I like that you say a lot, I feel like when I listen to your podcast is the I statements. Right. 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 That's the reveal. And I think, I think that's it. It's like, it's kind of a, it's cool to think that at this point, things are going so well mm. that she's excited about a future with him. Right. So much so that she's like, you know, before I hadn't ever thought about planning for this or that, but now here we are. Now we've moved from being this far away to now we're only 10 minutes away. Right. Like now there's a lease that's coming up. Like the logistics of that are a, like timing wise, a great opportunity for us to take right. this next step. Like at some point you have to, you have to express that. I don't think there's such a thing as too much when it's like you're living in that environment. right? Yeah. Now. Like the environment invites this conversation. Yeah. I would go to her or go to him and be like, hey, my lease is coming up. Here's how I want things to go. I'd like to move in together. I would also like to be on the, if I move, I want to move in with someone that one day we're thinking about marriage and we're thinking about starting a family. How do you feel about that? And he will, oh, but, but, but give him time. Give him time. Yeah. It, it, you know, listen, you said he might not be at maturity level. We don't know. He, but you're the same age. Have you thought about that? What do you, What is your plan? If it's no plan, that could turn you off a bit too. Yeah, that is so true. Because, yeah, you would hate for this for her to be like, I don't know, my all of my thoughts and feelings about this institution have kind of changed just by our time together suddenly. And he's like, oh, I haven't thought about it once. Right. Haven't, and I, that barely would be a crossed lie. my mind. Right, but that would be a lot. It would you be. Know, like, you know, <laughs> things are going well, clearly. And, like, you know, his financial situation aside, like, moving in together or... well committing to each other <laughs> is so different than like you don't have to do all of them at once that is moving in together getting married having a baby i would say it's not that different to him but because like really I, well that's all my th <laughs> my thoughts go to but i but you know uh, <laughs> i guess like i've had that where i'm like oh my god I, i'm not ready i want to be able to like put time so, like there's people in my past where i look at like i I, you see their Instagram life that we dated once. And I look back and I'm like, yeah, I could have dated them. Like, I think I could have been like buckled down. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, would I have done what I'm doing now? Where would I be still in stand up if I had buckled down with them then? Would I have been told, hey, we got to, the, the dream's over. You, we need to start moving towards this. We need to start moving towards that. Would the person be supportive of that or would I have to face reality with them? A because compromised, yeah. Of a compromise, ways. right. So, you know, career does work into that. I And I I was thinking about someone the other day. I was like, I could have ended up with them. And then I was like, but I definitely, I don't think I would have been doing what I'm doing now. I wouldn't be, I, I don't know. I, I don't know, but I don't yeah. think I would be. So, I don't know, I... It is going to work into his thought, but I also know that like you can do one thing before the other. It can be we should move in, and then it goes okay. Well, what? How much of? How much do we want to put towards rent a month? You know, like are. But I've done this thing where I'll say I've been on the other side of this where I moved in with someone, and I was like, yeah, let's see how this goes. And mm. I don't think I would do the same thing today. So like, I would say. Like if you couldn't see the commitment beyond moving in, you're like, I don't think I would do that and then go, and then let's see once we're together how we like that. If right. I can see myself getting married to this, be my day-to-day -day life. Right. And I, I did see it back then. 
and then you get into it and you don't see it yeah in it and that was hard it's hard i uh because i don't think i it wasn't let's see as much as like oh yeah i i like that future Mm -hmm. you know and that's a possibility of an outcome that could come from this too but i think she's got to like you're gonna end up resenting the guy from holding you back from life if you don't let him know what you feel oh yeah 100 percent. right yeah, like, and also if this deadline is coming up, you have to make a decision <coughs> one way or the other whether you're going to resign your lease. Right, and and listen, an option not, is so. I'm not ready to move in, um, but I could I but you know maybe in six months I could feel better about that, and maybe you opt for that. I don't know. It's this is hard. I don't think there's such a thing as too many reveals. I don't think it's such a crazy thing to say to your 32 year old boyfriend. Yeah, I agree. Hey, I. Love you. I want to move in with you. I want to have babies with you. I want to get married with you. I, I want these things to happen for me. How do you feel about that? I don't think that's crazy. He would be crazy for going, what? You're thinking about these you, Yeah, those are on your mind. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're not. I agree. Yeah, that's so different than, um, yeah, it'd be a reveal to move to another country or join the <laughs> circus or something. But like 32, I've been sort of thinking about maybe right. commitment He's a marriage. man living yeah. in America. Yeah. Dating a woman who, you know, it's like, like these aren't two different cultures. Like yes. it is normal for someone in a relationship at 32 to go, I'm thinking of these things. And he is too, on some degree. And if his thought is, Oh yeah, when I think about it, that is not for me. I'm not ready. That's, I see that years away, this or that, then maybe you guys aren't on the same page, but that, right. you don't have that conversation until you do. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Here with Sarah Ross at hots. Ross. Hots Ross. Hots Ross. Yeah, Sross. Sarah Ross became Sross. Sross? Yeah, kind of like hot sauce. Hot Sross. <laughs> Lost in the Sross. Oh, Hots Ross. Yeah. Now it may. I'm like, I'm reading it as Hots I don't know what how I read it. Hots Ross. Hots Ross. Oh, now it's like, it's, now Makes it's singing. Makes a little singing. more spicy right. sense, yes. Need advice, <laughs> pain in the ass in class. Jared, thanks so much for all you do. My boyfriend and I are living abroad right now, but we are from Boston. Listening to your podcast together makes us feel like we're back at home. Well, thank <gasps> you. Here's where I need your advice. I'm in grad school, and last semester there was a girl in one of my classes who took a strong liking towards me. It was a very small class. No one really talked, but she would always sit next to me, give me snacks, talk to me during class, and even pass me notes. It drove me nuts. I'm 28 and way too old to be talking and passing notes in class when I just want to pass these classes and move on with my career. It is funny that like in high school, you're like, we have to be here. In yeah. grad school, it's like, no, I want to be here to get to where... I'm I, taking this seriously. Right. And, and I don't blame them. Like, Yeah, I'm paying money for this. Right. Um, my boyfriend and I also see this girl around campus quite a bit, and she's always overly eager to talk to us, even in inappropriate situations, like when we're studying in the quiet section of the library. Mm. Okay. You guys see the... It, this is funny because, like, you guys could be at the same place seeing it as a... A road to very different things, mm-hmm. right? Like two people could be in law school and one is there to like get their parents off their back and one is there because they want to be a lawyer. Yes, exactly. You know, so this to me is interesting because like the grad school thing, you're like, well, isn't everyone here to like get to the next part of their career? It's like, no. Yeah, not, so, not everybody is. No. Especially out of the country. I'm like, I'm curious. Right. I, I mean, like even comedy, like you'd go to an open mic when you first start. Someone's just there to yell into a mic because they don't want to pay for a therapist. Oh, yeah. Right. Some pe- yeah, some people have this little creative outlet that they're like, I've been going to this one open mic at this one bar on my corner right. every every couple of weeks when I feel like it for the last three years right. versus 
a 22 year old NYU grad who's like, I'm hitting six open mics tonight, and this this is one of the three, and you know, <laughs> I'm getting the SNL. Yeah, I don't care who exactly. I'm stepping on to get yeah, exactly. there. Right, a, this is the same for grad school. Yeah. Um, this semester, I'm in another class with her, and it's a large lecture. Of course, during the first lecture, she sat right next to me and kept talking through the lecture. Even when I tried to ignore her, she kept staring at my computer screen and making comments about things that I was looking up. Today was our second lecture, and when I walked in the lecture hall, I saw her sitting in the second row. So I tried to not make eye, con- to, not to make eye contact and walk to the back. She flagged me down, so I had to sit next to her. To make matters worse, we have made a new, quote-unquote, friend who has terrible BO and sits on the other side of me. Oy. Oh, no. So Jared, how should I deal with this? I have so much trouble paying attention to class and she's constantly talking to me. Plus, I want my professors to take me seriously because I want to work in this field and may need their recommendations later on. So I don't want them to think that I'm not paying attention during their lectures. I could just stop going entirely and watch the classes on Zoom. No. No. But again, I, I care about this professor's opinion and I struggle to learn when I'm not sitting in a lecture hall. Should I just wait and see if she stops going to the class as the semester pro- progresses? What would you do in this situation? Thanks for all your help. Sincerely stuck between chatty and stinky. What do you think? No, you don't want to. You're not going to go from home. You're going to show right. up. This is this is a matter of you actually do take it seriously. And this right. this other person maybe isn't as focused as you. It's distracting. It's disruptive. Um, I mean, you need to. I'm I'm curious if if this is maybe too simple because it's been going on. But is it as simple as like I'm just like I think I'm going to either sit in the back or sit in the front and like focus up like today I need to move I'm gonna sit somewhere different like is this an assigned seating thing like can you physically just move yourself or is that too simplistic it's a little simple I here's I I yes I think you're right I think they need to get away from this person I think I think they need to take this person doesn't have the awareness again yeah I'm here because I want to work in this profession this person thinks that everyone's there for the same reason as them. You think everyone's there for the same reason as you. Yeah. That person thinks, everyone thinks they think of things the right way and everyone else is crazy. So like this person who's chit-chatty is like, ah, we're all here to like go to grad school and fuck it, we'll see what happens. Like you have a very different view on grad school, okay? I don't think, I think they're wrong, but I, who cares? I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, What I would do, I would send them a text. I would say, hey, I think you're great. I would love to hang out outside of, don't even say that. You don't even have to offer that. Yeah. Hey, I think you're great, but our learning styles might be different. I cannot sit next to someone I know in a lecture. I get too distracted. I know this is, I hope you don't take it personally, but I have to sit in another part of the class. Yeah. Just say that and make it you. I can't learn in lecture when I'm near someone I know. Yes, it's, anyone I know. It's me. I get distracted. Right. I have to set my own, you know, blinders, my own boundaries, right. because for me, that's what's best. And the truth is, if you're paying for school, this is about you, right? Because this is about the career you're going to have from this for the rest of your life. Well, and then you put them in a position to be an asshole if they go what you like. Let's bring this to the the jury. Yeah. If they went to the jury and was like, "Can you believe?" They don't want to sit next to me because they don't learn well when they sit yes. next to someone they know. <laughs> exactly. They're wrong. They're, now you've put them in, you need to box them into a corner of being wrong no matter what. If they, The only way to be right is to agree with you. Yeah, and the truth is your styles just don't match. Right. And they seem to have another friend who maybe their style works with B.O. Yeah. baby even better. <laughs> them and Stinky can <laughs> yeah. hang out. Yeah, them and Stinky yeah. can, can sit together and... I think this is an easy solution because... 
listen, also, you don't need them. Yeah. You don't need them as a friend. You don't need them as a, as, you know, this is, they're looking for a social friend via grad school. And it's like, you're not there for friends. And if you happen to make a friend, that's great. Yeah. Tell, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying something different. I think this is going to help me stay more focused in class. I'm having, a, even to say I'm having trouble in class. Yeah. And I think it's because I can't sit next to people I know in the lectures. If you don't mind, I hope this doesn't offend you, but I have to sit at the yeah. back of the room away from people I know. I'm going to be doing that. That's I don't want you to have questions. That's why I'm not sitting near you. Right. And I'm you're, gonna never be, gonna be, you know, you're never going to be wrong because they're going to go. Um, it's not like you're going to move to another part of the class and be like hanging out yeah, laughing with someone else. You're, you're going to be doing the class. You're not going to change your style. <laughs> it's not this person. It's, it's you're taking it seriously. Right. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com we're gonna do one more okay um, Sarah you're fantastic thank you so much oh my gosh this has been awesome I this, appreciate you having me on absolutely everyone go follow Sarah Ross at Hots Ross go 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 follow 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 how to deal with chronically late friends are you a late person or are you an early person or are you an on time person I was just gonna say I feel like I am someone who is um, I'm on time Mm. and I take it personally when people are late it's good. in a way that I, I need to work on it in the opposite direction. I'm an on-time person to the minute, which makes it so I'm late sometimes. Oh, it's just circumstantially. If I, something happens, the Uber, the this, the that. Right, but okay. I'm not giving myself... If you're ten minutes, uh, if you're not 10 minutes early, you're late. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm, no. I'm like, I will be there on the minute that I need to be there and I'm going to, you know, so that yes. will turn into, hey, I'm sorry, I'm running two minutes late. I would say that it's unusual, but it has happened 15 minutes, but, I, you know, 20 minutes, I'd be freaking the fuck out. Me too. Okay. And I'm, if I'm the one that's late, I get so anxious and like so panicky about it. Mm. And I'm like texting and apologizing. I think really on either side too, the approach you have to it is different. Right. I feel this way about like, um, like a date, like one of your first dates. If someone's right. late, if they're texting you minute to minute updates and they like are concerned and they're like, I'm so sorry, this never happens. Da, 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 like you don't need to take it as a... Right, I I've a been late to a assessment. date. I was late to a date once, and I hit a ton of traffic, and they were really not happy about it. Like it was, it was really not taken well. And I was like, mm. that kind of made me like annoyed at them. Like I am late. I'm sorry. Yes. I don't know what I can do. I got behind a, a garbage truck in the city, which if you live in New York City, you know that's like the end. You yeah, know, forget and you, it. They're and they they decide the rules. But you, right. but it it is different too. If um if you show up. Like either acknowledge it, explain what happened, apologize, right. keep them updated versus someone who just strolls in. I hate, yeah, just acknowledge it. Just uh, acknowledge let's, it. Let's go to the email. Jared, an esteemed guest, Feather Feather. I'm writing to ask for your advice about how to deal with friends who are always late to things. Now, I am no stickler for punctuality. I myself occasionally run 10 minutes later so when it's not something uh, with a hard start time. But I have a whole friend group of people who just cannot get anywhere near on time, like up to an hour late. And because it's the whole friend group, I am often the first one to a place, have to take responsibility of finding a table, etc. Then I end up sitting at this big table for eight people by myself for like 20 minutes. I think they all uh, think that individually or as a couple, being late won't be an issue. But when everyone is collectively thinking that, I am the only one left the worst part is that they're terrible at communicating mm. will not answer my texts or calls when i ask uh how far out they are if they do respond they usually underestimate how long it will take them to get there even worse sometimes they decide to bring their dogs but won't answer me when i ask if they have their dog with them this time which obviously affects where we can sit in most settings 
I'm just really fed up with always being the one who seemingly cares enough to show up on time. It really feels disrespectful of my time. I've skipped workouts and have been and have even gone out with wet hair because I didn't blow dry it to make sure I was on time. If I can make these small sacrifices, why can't they? These are friends I have had for almost 10 years, but it's gotten progressively worse and is starting to affect my relationship with them. What should I do? Address it with them. Just stop making as much of an effort. Help a girl out, please. Thanks and cheers. A fashionably on time batch what do we think oh my goodness okay well this sucks this sucks this sucks to be an hour of first of all where are they that they're like they may bring their dog they may not right I'm like colorado this Austin is all, or right, but right. What, what, what world are they living in in new york if you're a party of eight they won't seat you at some places unless all eight of you are there right you can't you can't like reserve a table as people stroll in an hour is pretty ridiculous no matter what well, the I would send, first of all, I would send all of them this podcast. Me too. They're being fucking rude. You're being rude. You're being rude. They all, all, let me, yeah, send them this podcast. Go, hey, go to this part of the podcast. I wrote this email about you guys. Yes. And let them know how much this is annoying you. That you're the one that's got to be the table holder. That you're the one that's making them have the night. And here's where it's all annoying to me. This is encouraged by meme culture. Because now mm. every, I've seen this TikTok a thousand times. It's not creative. It's not funny. It's stupid. And I see it and everyone makes it because they know it will pop off. Uh, you know, it's the the person texting I'll be there in a minute and they're in bed yes. while saying that and everyone thinks oh yeah that's me and now it's encouraged because now it's okay because we yes. all do it no someone while you're saying I'll be there in 10 minutes is sitting at a table alone having to hold down the fort and and, and the biggest problem is the communication yeah you don't text someone hey I'm gonna be an hour late hey I'm sorry hey I'm bringing my dog just to let everyone know like you can feel on the other end of it like your time isn't valuable or that your friends look at you like oh like that's Sarah she'll just do it right. she'll just sit there like, that's what say no some people think because you do it you like to do it no I do no. it because I'm being respectful of the other people in the group she, I mean, my advice, send this, to you hear two people yes. saying this group are pieces of shit. If you got this podcast sent to you, right. fix your behavior. Right. This is, this is your message. Take a look in the mirror. <laughs> right. Really, It's time. You take a look in the mirror. You look ugly. <laughs> it's not good. You're babe. an ugly friend. It's not a good look. We're not fun. It's not funny. It, 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 and that's the thing. They all think it's, oh, that's just me. Well, you are rude. You don't care about your friend. You are an asshole. Think of how many people, if there's eight of you at a place that people could potentially bring dogs. I'm picturing like um, <laughs> like a beer garden or right. something. Imagine how many people came up to your friend that time. Are you using these... Anybody sitting here? And yeah, someone's here. Someone's here. Oh, someone's yeah, I'm waiting. Here. They're they're on their way. That's my earring over there. That's yeah, holding the seat. You're like embarrassed in front of the server. Come right. on, be a good friend, especially not alone. I you're mean, fucking the server too. Yes. Hey, hey, friend of the person, you have taken away money from service workers. That's what you're doing. You are taking <laughs> away money from someone who is working a service job that could have had another table during the hour that you were late. That's what you're doing. Send this to if you're if you're the friend who gets there on time. Send this to your late friends. Let them know, because we're two people who we don't know your group. Yeah, we, you know I don't give a shit. No, I'm and just saying you're an asshole. As, no apology. No, hey, I'll be an hour late. Maybe you guys shouldn't sit yet. An hour is insane. That that deserves an update. I mean, 
Not answering? You're not answering texts? That's, because like to yeah. not answer texts is just... At what point do you go home? Okay, if you're meeting up with mm. six or eight of your friends, you're there, you've been there for half an hour, you're looking at the group chat, you know you said we're meeting at three, it's 3.30, no one's texting you back. <laughs> well, this is the, the problem is this is probably this young woman is probably early 20s, maybe 27, probably everyone's single or in relationships. None of them have kids. So like yeah. the problem is it's like I'm an hour early to get fucked up today. You know, like, like this is like, that's the problem they have is like, it seems frivolous. Like yeah. you don't have a baby to get to. This isn't your one night out. And if it is, they're really rude. But this sounds like, Listen, if you have eight friends, you probably don't have kids. No, you yeah, probably, you're you know, in your 20s. <laughs> There's eight of you. You're in 20s. So the idea, because they're going, well, we're just getting, we're just doing a day, you know, we're just doing unlimited, beers, yeah. unlimited mimosas, yeah. beers in the beer garden. <laughs> yes. What is the problem? We're all going to spend, we all have all the time in the world. And it's like, no, that doesn't mean you're not being rude. Like, it, it, that's why they're taking advantage of this yeah. time. They don't think there's this. It's just not considerate. And it's tough because then the friend who plans everything doesn't want to plan it anymore because right. they don't feel appreciated. They f- well, it feels thankless. The, and- here's the ghost of old guy future. Mm. You will not be friends because of this. This will be the reason the group breaks up. I'm telling you right now, if, if this friend that you send this to is still listening, you will not be friends in your 30s because... In your 30s, you go, well, they're always late, so I'm not going to invite them. Mm. Oh, they're an on-time person. Now I'll hang with that person because I've got a kid and I got a sitter and I don't want to have to waste an hour of my sitter time without, you know, waiting at a table alone. And it's like, so the the ghost of old guy future, I'm here. I'm telling you. Catches up. You will not be friends if this keeps going. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Sarah Ross, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me on. Everyone go follow Sarah at Hots Ross. Hots Ross. Now you gotta say it that way. You got it now though. Hots Ross. Hots Ross. Go follow. Follow the show. Stand up, sit down. It is at Club Cummings, Club Coming. Club Coming, yes. It's a monthly show. We're doing I think this our April show's the 19th, but I think this comes out after that. I'll come do it if you. If I, would have to, me. I would love to. I would have love you to have you on. Come on, so please do. Um, everyone, go follow Sarah Ross. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday. Keep sending your emails. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Back next week. Boom. <laughs>